Hello everybody, we're back again at the Mirror Football World Cup Daily Podcast. Uh, it's an, been a fantastic weekend of, of World Cup quarterfinals and England are into the last four of the World Cup. Can you believe that? I'll say it again, England are in the last four of the World Cup and uh, I'm Mark Jones who's joined us this, uh, this morning to talk about that quite incredible achievement for England. Uh, we've, got, we've got Joe Cooper, you okay Joe? Yeah, I'm very good, thanks. Good to be here. How are you feeling? Are you a bit delirious being the Yeah, oh, I can't quite believe it. It's the first time it's happened in my lifetime, yeah. so yeah, yeah, pretty pleased. How old were you in, in, well, that was the last time England got sort of quite far in the tournament, 2006 was the quarters. 2006, I was 14. Oh my God, that's yeah. depressing. So in... 1990, when England got to the I semis, you weren't born. Two. Yeah, that's even more <laughs> depressing. Oh my God, Alex Smith, were you born in 1990? I was born in 92 as well. Oh my so. God. <laughs> oh, well, how, how, kids. how are you feeling about England getting through to the, to the last four? <sighs> starting to believe now. Really, really starting to believe. Well, obviously, so they got there with a really impressive performance. I thought against against Sweden, they were quite controlled. They were quite sort of. On top of the game, Joe, uh, how, how did you find watching the game as a fan? Well, we, we scored a goal from open play, which was good. Because yeah. <laughs> I think there was a few doubts. People were saying, oh, England haven't created that many chances from open play. They can only do it from set pieces. But we came up against a really like solid side in Sweden. And we saw, we put the game to bed quite easily, really. It was no dramas, was it? It was... I was almost expecting Sweden to score a goal and for everything to go awry, but yeah, we were really good, weren't we? So massively impressed with the boys, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you say about them not scoring a goal, one of the main reasons for that was, was Jordan Pickford's performance, who was obviously excellent, pulled, yeah, pulled off he, three superb saves. He was immense, completely like he's a northeastern lad and I love the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was just brilliant, wasn't he? I mean, he's been really good up until now. Obviously, people were were saying nasty things about him, which I didn't like. And obviously, Courtois came out with that quote and he's just put all, put all like that was the bed. Yeah, so, yeah. Good on him. Uh, Alex, um, Jordan Pickford was superb, wasn't he? Exactly, and there was a couple of really, really good saves when the defence maybe f- fell apart a little bit at times. I think that's fair to say. Um, and he just bailed them out just time and time again. That he just looks unstoppable. He's almost a completely different keeper that we saw at Everton. I know he didn't have a bad season with Everton, but he looks like he's gone up into that sort of De Gea sort of bracket almost. Do you think with with Everton it was perhaps more about Everton's struggles as opposed oh, to him? Of course, yeah. The, I think that's undoubtedly that you've now got a more settled back line. You've got back three there with um, Walker, Stones and um, Maguire, who I think were, were excellent at times today, but more was go, looking to go forward that they um, defensively maybe had a different thing to deal with in terms of long ball that other, uh, the other countries we played haven't played that sort of tactic. It was a completely different um, sort of things we had to deal with. And uh, you, you mentioned it there, Joe, obviously he's a North East lad and, and, and you can obviously relate to him on that sense, but they're quite relatable anyway, aren't they, these England players? Yeah, this, it's a really, really likeable team. And again, that's, I mentioned my lifetime before, that's something that we've probably never had as far as I can remember really that before we had a group of individual superstars now we've got and it's not just the players as well I think it's the manager obviously he's brought them up from being youngsters obviously he was the youth coach wasn't he and bringing them all together they, they just seem like a really sort of like humble bunch and they seem to really enjoy playing with each other as well you see the, the photos of them in training and the clips of the training and they're all smiling and having a laugh and they just seem like they're enjoying themselves which is nice because 
this is the first time I've ever had that as far as I can remember. Do you think that's to do with sort of social media and just you saw just straight after the game some of the tweets some of them were putting out the as inverted commas sort of banter tweets mm. do you think that sort of helps <laughs> do you think a bit, a bit like some of yours I've seen some of your banter tweets <laughs> yeah. before do you yeah. think that sort of helps just make them seem a lot more relatable and sort of nice people actual yeah, people I think so it helps that they're all young as well doesn't it mm. they're all, they've obviously grown, well most of the team has grown up with social media and they know how to play off that don't they so so yeah yeah completely they, they seem to be able to relate to the younger fans and yeah like you said there's just a great feeling about this England side regardless uh, of the performances which have been brilliant as well one player I'd like to talk about is the guy who scored the first goal Harry Maguire who had you have said that he'd have been in this position <laughs> three four months ago it, it would have been crazy but he's become a real kind of icon of this team now almost a cult hero I'd say yeah. that he's, he's so seems like such a normal lad that obviously went to the Euros as a fan mm. and now he's playing in the World Cup it sort of makes everyone feel like it could happen to them really it's, all, it's almost like the Jamie Vardy story but almost even more unlikely in a way because he's a better player or he's 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 fit into the team in a oh, he just doesn't look way. like a footballer does he that's, that's true. let's be honest that's he's true. just got the, the head of sort of a planet <laughs> really <laughs> I did see a tweet after the game some guy was basically saying thank you to Harry Maguire for making it socially acceptable for people with massive heads to, to, <laughs> to, to sort of be accepted in, in, in the wider world but he oh, you're right he doesn't look like a footballer perhaps but but he is a very good one and, and he's kind of made that position his own he's on the, le- on the left of that three yeah, he's, he's like a microcosm of this team as a whole, I think, because this team is greater than the sum of its parts and he is the perfect example of that. Before, we didn't have that. And I've been wishing for it for ages for us to just have a team that performs better than it looks on paper because we haven't had that for so long. And Harry Maguire, as I say, is the, the perfect example of that. So moving perhaps forward um, through the team, you had uh, Deli Ali got a goal today, which you feel is important for him because he wasn't quite at his best before that. He's been injured, to be fair, um, but it's, it shows that he's come over the injury and I think he took the header really well that maybe he's not the person you expect to be there. Uh, was it Lingard who put the ball in? That, I thought that was a phenomenal cross. The, one of the crosses of the tournament almost just to pick him out at the back post. But yeah, he needed that for his confidence and almost to keep his place in the side as when he wasn't playing, Loftus-Cheek played well. That um, I think he needed that for himself and for the team. Yeah, um, Raheem Sterling was a, is a player that everyone likes to talk about and, and he really kind of set the tone a little bit. He, he, he took the game through and he missed a few chances, which obviously he's often criticised for, but he was there to miss them, wasn't he? And, and he, if this was going to be a tough game for England, which everyone sort of said it was, he really kind of like took the fight to Sweden early on, didn't he? Yeah, for me, he, he did have a really good game apart from the fact that obviously fluffed that chance and as you say, he was getting into the right positions and that's encouraging. On another day, he probably would have scored. It's just a shame for him that given all of the hype surrounding him that he couldn't put one away. I think persevere with him because as I say, he did have a good game and on another day, he could have scored one, maybe two. So I think keep going with Sterling and then use Rashford as an impact sub. But it is a huge shame for Sterling that he couldn't Put all, put all the doubters to bed and, and get that goal unfortunately but that's just the way it was yeah it's funny you mentioned Rashford there as if you saw after the game Rashford was in tears mm. when, after the match he obviously was only on for a couple of minutes it really seemed to affect him this whole wave of emotion this whole thing that England are getting carried on at the moment do you think that they're going to use this in a positive way they're so, they're so kind of in this moment now aren't they they'll never have this moment again potentially in their careers are they looking at this now as this is their moment this is their time Potentially, but I don't think they'll think like that. I think they'll think that they can they could win this tournament and then win the next one and then they win after uh, win the one after that. That I think that's just the way this team is made up to be. That 
I think it was good to see the tears almost in a non-negative light that you don't see that very often with sort of footballers that they become so overwhelmed with with happiness. Kind of adds another level of humanity to this England team. Again, yeah, again, it just adds more and more layers onto what's becoming one of the best football teams in all in the into there <laughs> <laughs> you're not getting emotional now I'm, 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 just, I can't hold myself <laughs> carried away with the just, World Cup just so, so likeable that you, I can't think of another team just lovely maybe, lads maybe that Leicester Premier League winning team it's, it's yeah. that sort of ilk uh, I mean I've always said Jamie Vardy of that doesn't it definitely just, just, just a lot of lovely lads <laughs> exactly Un- unlikely lads as well that, yeah, that yeah I know a lot of them on a club level look like they've got a bit of an ego maybe sort of the Lingards and people like that and Sterlings but then when you put them together in this group under under Southgate, as uh, Joe mentioned earlier, just seemed to be much nicer and just egoless. Speaking of Southgate, we saw him after the game coming back out onto the pitch doing his conducting the fans again. That's become a little thing for him. Um, Joe, obviously, as a, as, as a North East football fan, you, you, you were aware of, of his yeah, um, yeah. kind of I mean, career I before. I mean, did you, you, you can be honest here, did you think <laughs> when Gareth Southgate was managing Middlesbrough that one day he would win the World Cup? <laughs> I mean, no, it wasn't the first thing that popped into my head. <laughs> Even when he got the job, I was a bit like, mm, I'm not sure about this. But he's proved everybody wrong, hasn't he? I mean, even if we get beaten in the semi-finals, he's done unbelievable things with this squad. Probably helps that he's, well, definitely helps that, that he'd managed the players before in the youth setup, and maybe it's something that we should look to do again in the future because it's worked wonders. Uh, yeah, so you mentioned it there, the possibility of, of them winning it. Uh, Bet Bright <laughs> have England now 5-2. to two. <sighs> to win the World Cup. Now, I know you two are both 14 years old, but I can tell you that, that has never, I've never seen them as low as that in my lifetime. Five to two to win the World Cup, Smudge. Um, you're thinking about it. Is it coming home at five to two? No. <laughs> um, I'm afraid I'm, I'm a bit of a naysayer anyway. The, the first time I actually thought they might win it was today when, as I'm sure we'll go on to, um, when Russia took the lead. Mm. Um, but now Russia out, it's Croatia instead. I know we'll go on to it. I, I genuinely can't see us winning it, but I think we'll... No, I, I'm not even saying we'll get into the final, if I'm honest. Really? No, I'm sure we'll go on to that and talk to that in more detail in a minute, but... You've got... I, peop- you've got look, we are, we are overlooking London, and you have people down there in London who are jumping on the top of buses, <laughs> they're swinging off lampposts, they're running around Ikea going, main, going crazy. <laughs> Do you want to tell those people that England are not going to win the World Cup? No, I don't. I, th- I think it's great for the country. I, th- I really, I'm really enjoying just walking down the street and just seeing smiles on your fa- on faces, just people just randomly hollering, "It's coming home." That it's a really good feel, good factor. Probably the best it's been in London since the Olympics. Maybe I don't can't think of another time it's been such a hype in London. But it's going to come to an end at some point, and I think oh, it might be win. sooner rather than later. Joe, a bit of positivity. Yeah, I'd, uh, we're, we're certainly not favourites doing the World Cup for a reason, but I think that we can do it. We can, we could beat Croatia and then feasibly we can beat France or Belgium. I would have been more worried if it was Germany or Brazil. I think that these teams that are left in the World Cup are obviously very good, but they are beatable. So I think that we can do it. But Croatia is the first task and they are going to be tough but they have just played two very gruelling games Croatia which I think will help us obviously we played 120 minute game mm. they've had to come through two mm. and I think that, that that is very good for England yeah so let's touch on that game then obviously the second game of the day um, Croatia beat Russia on penalties a, a bit of a bit of a thrilling thrilling, uh, thrilling uh, quarter final um, Spurs it was a game that 
Russia really, really sort of took a long time to get into. But then once they scored that goal, you sort of sensed that they were going to kick on. It never happened for them, though. Yeah, I, th- I maybe wouldn't say they didn't take a long time to get into the game. It maybe looks like that, but I think just the way they set up that they are just so rigid in what they do mm. that I, you never thought that Croatia were going to score in those early stages they might have pushed forward there was I think there was a header quite early on which just went over the bar but other than that I didn't think that they were ever going to score and that Russia were in some ways the better team but without sort of being the more attacking team and then they scored that goal out of nowhere and you almost sort of looked they looked around and were like what do we do now do we now push to try and get a second or do we just continue sitting back and sort of we lost in sort of um so it's a moment of sort of um, not sure what to do. And then mm. obviously Croatia scored in the second half. Um, they hit the po- inside of the post. They probably should have scored again. Um, then did in extra time. Yeah. And then the drama in the very last, very, very last minutes, really. Yeah. Um, so obviously it goes, it goes to penalties. And, and as, as you said, Joe, before, these two teams have played penalties before in this tournament. Do you think the reason that Croatia got there in the end was the kind of the technical ability of those players. Russia looked nervous. They, 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 there were a couple of really bad penalties in there from Russia. Um, Modric was very lucky with his one. He's also like scuffed it in. But yeah, I mean, was. Croatia are now in the World Cup semi-final. They're there for a reason. They've got good technical players. You look at the way that Rakitic rolled his penalty in. Um, do you think Croatia deserves to be in the semi-final? Yeah, I think they do. I think they've actually switched up a bit since the group stages, as they so often do. They obviously trounced Argentina and everybody was like dark horses. But then they scrape past Denmark, who aren't a brilliant side. They scrape past Russia, who aren't a brilliant side. I expect they'll probably up their game for the semi-final. If Croatia play to their potential, they'll probably beat England. They've got Modric and Rakitic in centre midfield. I'm not sure that we can match that. Plus, they've got some very like stereotypically Eastern European players mm. in Mandzukic and Perisic who can probably bully us a little bit but yeah they definitely deserve to be there they're a really good side and like I say it's probably a way for England that if they do step up their game then they probably will be too much for England it's whether they will because they haven't been great so far and they will probably be very tired given that they've had to come through two very very mm. difficult games this is going to be a battle of the midfield I think that yeah. Henderson and Ali against um, Rakitic and Modric really yeah. with Brozovic and uh, Rebic coming in and those sort of players um, but I think the one place which England will target will be Dijan Lovren that I think there is a weakness there I mm. know he showed it towards the end of the season I know that Joan Mark here is going to argue that he had a good end of the season No, no I, mean, I think with Lovren he, you can target him and mm-hmm. and he's one of those players that as, as Harry Kane will know because Lovren yeah, had, had an awful game yeah. no against like against familiar. Tottenham in the in the Premier League last season. If he he he's one of these players that can either be okay or be absolutely awful. Mm. Um, he was good towards the end of last season for Liverpool. I give him that, and I think he's been good in this tournament. Um, but I, yeah, I definitely think they'll target him. With the Tottenham game was when Son scored twice, wasn't it? The one at, at Wembley, top, which Sterling could do yeah. in the semi final potentially. Yeah. So yeah. So. With that in mind, then you, you you seem to be suggesting that England might get past this. Uh, I mean, I will change my mind. <laughs> I, there's <laughs> good, we've both completely changed. Yeah. Our minds. There's really good arguments for both sides, and I think it's going to be a really good game of football, better than England Russia, which I think could have been one of the worst games of <laughs> period. But I think England Croatia, I think evenly matched. It's going to be a battle of the midfield. I still think Croatia will be the better side, but I'm not discounting England. Okay, so we should just touch on the other semi-final as well. France against Belgium. Um, 
two teams that had they been on the other side of the draw you might be suggesting they were going to win only one could win their semi um, Belgium have come in kind of come slowly coming to themselves haven't they France the same where do you see this one going Joe? Uh, it's a difficult one. You would say on paper France, but Belgium, I would say, have played better throughout the tournament, I think. So if France really do step up their game, I think France will win. But I'm probably going to go for Belgium just because of the way they played in the last round. Hazard, Lukaku and De Bruyne were absolutely immense. And if De Bruyne and Hazard turn it on, I can't really see past Belgium. And it keeps alive the dream of Roberto Martinez for Gareth Southgate <laughs> yeah, exactly. World yeah. Cup final thought that Roberto Martinez would be knocking on the door of a World Cup final I even tweeted the other day when they went to go down saying he's not called for this level and obviously <laughs> I know nothing <laughs> <laughs> so where did you see the game going? again I think it's another very evenly matched um, game but in a different sort of way that both of them got all out attacking pedigree really if you go with Hazard and um, Lukaku and uh, De Bruyne for Belgium, and then Griezmann, um, Mbappe, Dembele, uh, Giroud, just name them for France, that it could be high, very high-scoring game. I think that all those attackers are coming in um, to form at the right time. Um, I, I think France are a bit more up and down. That they Against Argentina, they obviously looked like the best team in the world. And then yesterday... Um, in the Uruguay game they didn't quite match those levels so maybe they need a team which are going to attack them slightly more like a Belgium and they can use that pace to their advantage Okay so we've gone through the two semi-finals uh, I'm going to give you the odds now from Betbright to win the competition you have France who's your favourites at 2-1 to one. Yep, agree. England second favourites 5-2 to two. Mm. Belgium are next 11-4 and finally Croatia at 5-1 to one. so I'm going to ask you both who's going to win the World Cup Joe you can go first uh, I've had a bet on with France since the start of the tournament, so I guess really? I'm going to have to stick with that. Yeah. The only person I know who's done that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Even when they were being rubbish, did you put it on at the beginning? No, I, put, I put it on before the start oh, of the really? tournament. Yeah, about seven to one, I think they were. So not tempted to trade it off. Sorry. You're not, you're not tempted to cash in at that. No, no, I could do, but no, no, not yet. No, okay. I'm going to keep it on. So why do I know you're in the all the way, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm. I've, again, I'm France as well. Um, right when the draw was made when you're doing those predictors online where you're sort of going through going through who's going to win in the group going to go through I could always got France I couldn't see any way past France and I mean I'm slightly more dissuaded now any one of those four teams could win and they'd be worthy winners in my view some might say that England have had an easy route through but I think all of them would be worthy winnings, winners and as I say as long as it's good football I don't really care but France <laughs> but France <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> um, I'm sorry to everyone who's on top of a London bus at the moment and celebrating uh, apparently according to these two France are going to win the World Cup so uh, it will not yeah, be coming sorry, home guys. it will not be sorry. coming home for you nobody it's, wants it's to illegal. come home more than me <laughs> <than anybody. laughs> so that'll uh, that, that'll do us for now um, and uh, as always obviously you can you can stay in touch uh, with us at, at Mirror Football we'll have another daily podcast um, with you after the France-Belgium game which is the next one uh, probably be hosted by someone who does it more often than I do uh, but anyway in the meantime thanks to Joe thanks to Thank Alex thank you very much thank you and uh, we will see you next time